Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness, and this is my show. Quinn David Furness presents the year four series premiere, season premiere, whatever, of Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast. What's going on? How are you? What's happening? Our fourth year, we are starting it right here, right now. And I'll tell you right here in the first 60 seconds what we're doing today. We have a very exciting U.S. geography-based power rankings episode coming to you hot. We're going to give it to you straight. We're going to hear from our ad sponsors. We're going to rant. We're going to rave. You're going to get great spellings. So we've got it all lined up for you to kick off year four of Quinn David Furness Presents the Bean Town Podcast. I got to tell you, this is one of the better 500 podcasts on the north side of Chicago. We're coming to you live from Rogers Park. And listener discretion is always advised when you check out any of our shows uh, from season four, season three, two, or one. It doesn't matter whichever, because number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. But hey, you can't go on for four years. You can't continue to get the fan support, the merch sales, uh, the paid sponsorships. We got a new one today, like an actual one that we're going to you know, be talking about in a little bit here. And they've just been, they sent me a random check two days ago, which I didn't know was coming. So we're just getting money out the ears. Um, big, big savings for you all the fans that I'm getting ready to pass on to you. I don't know if Rush Limbaugh is going to ask me to jump in on that show after uh, after Rush passes here, but I'm lined up and ready. Let's just put it that way. I got, uh, well, I don't, I was going to say I have my loose papers scattered all over the place. I don't. I do have a printer because when I, when I started working uh, with this Chinese company, they sent me a printer, but they didn't send me a cord, and so I just have an unopened uh, printer in its shipping box that's been in my bedroom for the past seven months or so, but that's okay. Maybe someday we'll get a cord. Um, This is the start of season four. And we started this show three years ago, almost to the day. And I did it out of spite. Some people were, I was, you know, floating the idea of a podcast around and some of the haters were saying, you'll never do it. Uh, You'll never find love. You'll never, uh, you know, get a 35 on your ACT, and you'll definitely never, um, you know, find love again, and all that, you know, all that smack talk, and I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start a highly successful podcast out there at 817 St. Paul Street, Baltimore, Maryland, and we're going to be talking about Baltimore, Maryland in just a couple of moments here. Uh, when we get into our power rankings, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right now, the topic of today's show, we are doing a little NFL crossover. It's not a paid promotion, I it, you know, free advertising, whatever. Sometimes you got to do it. But there are th- these NFL playoffs, first ones ever with 14 teams, nearly half the league made the playoffs. And what we're going to be doing is just straight up power ranking the 14 U.S. cities um, that have teams 
that you know are being sent to the playoffs. There are no double dips that we have to worry about. No New Yorks, no, no New LA or no LAs or anything. And I will say that I, I started recording this is about three thirty in the afternoon on Saturday, January 9th. Um, the conclusion of the first game, Buffalo and Indianapolis, has just occurred. So already one of our cities is out. But we're not going to let that uh, you know dissuade us from including Indianapolis on our list. Um, I will say I'm very happy about that outcome. The Bills are my team uh, that I'm rooting for, and they look good. They, it was a barn burner today, but but they look pretty good. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, it started year four, and we're going to jump right into it. I, 14 cities is a lot, right? Usually our power rankings are, are between like five and 10 items total. So this one is, is pretty big. Let me just give you the list, um, uh, the, the full list of cities that we're talking about for non-NFL fans. Uh, and we're going to go through the first half. We'll read our ads. And, of course, we have a, a special surprise uh, appearance. I don't, don't have an official ad read for it. I'll just be ad-libbing, much like the first three years of the show. Um, but it is uh, there is a promo code if you're looking for this particular product where you can go to their website, input uh, Q.QueenD my Instagram handle and get 25% off your first order. So we've got that coming up. And then second half, we'll do the last seven. Um, it's the sort of thing, right? 14 cities, right? I, I could, I could talk to you for, for hours. I could talk your ears off. Um, a lot of the cities on here are ones that we know very well on the show. Uh, many of the places are, are places where we've recorded from in the past. In fact, I'll, I'll pull up the list. I, I, I say probably over half of the cities on this list, um, we've done, but, um, before I do that, uh, one brief thing I want to mention, of course, it is uh, our Real Housewives of Salt Lake City recap. We can't forget that, which I almost did. Um, but I, I, I want to briefly confess that so, so Real Housewives of Salt Lake City airs 9 p.m. Central on Wednesday. And I think Wednesday was the day when uh, shit hit the fan at the Capitol. I think that was Wednesday, right? And so, frankly, I was just watching a lot of other things, news coverage, live stuff, whatever. Um, And all of a sudden, it was like 9.20. And I realized that I was completely missing Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. So I didn't watch last week, and I missed the first third of this episode. So I I am using an online recap to just tell you what happened before I get up. It sounds like the episode starts, or up to speed, excuse me. Sounds like the episode starts, Brooks is roasting Meredith for needing to go to therapy, which is just like, Brooks is supposed to be pretty woke, uh, and he's not like 14, he's like 21, college dropout. So uh, try to be a little bit better, Brooks. Um, At the Shosh LA, which is where kind of the action starts for this week jen is apparently uh she she's she read somewhere that in order to improve her relationship with her husband coach shaw defensive backs coach at uh at university of utah she needs to show more love so she decides to book like this top golf kind of place you know bar restaurant and then you know driving range and invite all of her besties except Bum, bum, bum for Mary Cosby, who is not invited. And I got to tell you, Mary Cosby has been in on, on average, like 30 seconds of screen time. The last three or four episodes. I mean, I just don't think they have anything to do with her anymore. Um, so Mary is just like completely, you know, she, I haven't seen Mary interact with any of the, uh, any of the other housewives in so long. 
And we cut to her house. And of course, her cousin is her housekeeper. And she's like telling her how to clean the carpets. Anyways, I, I think Mary just like when she's not preaching, she just sits at home all day and orders people around. I don't really understand it. Whatever. We learn a little bit more about Mary Cosby. Apparently, like there's this whole empire. They have five homes. Mary and Robert Sr., one in Salt Lake City, Las Vegas, New York City, Orlando, and Carmel, Indiana, of course. I went to a wedding there this summer, um, which is how we ended up finding out about Papa's Mini Donuts. Um, And let's see, da-da-da-da, what else? Uh, So we we go to, oh, it's Valentine's Day at Heather's, so, you know, this is like almost a year ago already. Um, And we meet her ex-husband for the first time, I believe, on the show. Uh, His name is Billy, and we get a little bit of insight into their, you know, their marriage, which was an arranged marriage and their background. Billy is like super goody two-shoes, Mormon boy. Apparently, they saw a scary movie in theaters. There was some sexually explicit content. Billy stormed out. Meredith stayed behind, and Billy didn't like that, so he withheld sex from her. Oh, boy. And eventually they got a divorce. And let's see, da 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 da. Whitney goes to Mary's, I think. Um, and they're just kind of chatting because they're kind of friends. And Whitney, you know, Mary's like really sad that she's not getting invited to things and she doesn't have screen time. And Whitney's like, hmm, maybe um, I don't remember exactly how it, how, it all, how it all goes out. Anyways, Whitney ends up thinking that some people like Meredith and Lisa are afraid of Jen Shaw. And so she leaves Mary's. And then that's pretty much where I came in here. I came in, uh, I started watching while Whitney was at Mary's house and I didn't really know what was going on. Anyways, so the big set piece of this episode is Coach Shaw's uh, birthday party. And so Jen Shaw is, uh, I was going to say she's driving Coach Shaw to the birthday party, but she's not. He's still the one driving. But she's like, we're going to go to Popeye's. And Coach Shaw is really excited uh, because I've heard Popeye's chicken sandwich, super good. Never had it. I've been to Popeye's once, I think. Um, and then they drive past the Popeye's, and Coach Shaw is like, what's going on? Clearly, he knows exactly what's going on, but he's doing his best to fake it for his <clears throat> lovely wife and then boom we show to the party or 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 there's one thing with lisa before she takes her it's just kind of like filler she takes her kids to the aquarium and lisa is of course all business all the time and just kind of seems like not a terrible mom but it's just like is she your boss or your mom? Kind of the same thing. Anyways, so now we have the hip hop golf party and everyone is moving and grooving. It's a big surprise. Coach Shaw walks in. Everyone's there um, except for Mary Cosby. And there's some like former, you know, NFL players, whatever. It's kind of a fun time. There is a lot of bumping and grinding. So if you've seen the show in the past, you know, Whitney is really into pole dancing and she is just drinking a lot and doing a lot of pole dancing. And there's one funny part where it just pans over she is just like twerking her buns off and then it flips over to justin her husband and he is just golfing by himself it's awesome anyways there is just a uh, way too much drinking going on and whitney uh whitney but at the um encouragement of her friend i think her name is sarah she's been on the show before i don't really know anything about her she was like oh, well, we need to talk to Jen Shaw about people are afraid of her, et cetera. And, and, you know, when is a good time to bring this up? Oh, maybe when Coach Shaw is around, she seems to be more calm, more normal, whatever, which is like logical thinking, but don't do it at his birthday party. And apparently, Rachel pointed this out to me yesterday. Apparently, this Sarah lady was at the uh, Stormed the Capitol. So I don't know if uh, Bravo hopefully will 
cancel her in the future. Anyways, then it gets really painful. So Whitney is just totally trashed. And usually Whitney, I would say, you know, Heather is probably the most level-headed one, but Whitney, her cousin, is like right, right behind her. Uh, Meredith is pretty good as well. But Whitney is just like, there with Heather and she pulls Jen Shaw aside and she's trying to tell her like people are afraid of you, but Whitney cannot even complete a full sentence. They literally spend a solid minute just watching Whitney, like trying to get out a full sentence. And Jen Shaw, of course, beep, 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 alarms start going crazy because she's getting all of a sudden feeling attacked, even though it's not by Whitney. Whitney's just like the messenger. Boom. Shit hits the fan. Then uh, Meredith and Lisa come over and they're like, we're not afraid of you. And so it's like they're kind of feeling confrontational. And Jen Shaw is really hating Whitney right now. And everyone kind of hates everyone except for like Lisa and Meredith don't hate each other. And and Whitney and, and Meredith don't hate each other. And Jen Shaw just goes absolutely bonkers, like starts throwing shit Breaking glass, like the classic stereotypical Real Housewives stuff, like all the throwing wine is gone. It is just insane. Eventually, Sharif is able to corral Jen Shaw, get her in the car, who's also obviously super drunk. She goes home with one of her sons. The best part, in my opinion, of the whole episode is that Coach Shaw stays behind with his other son because it's his birthday and he keeps partying while Jen Shaw goes home in a drunken mess. So that's basically the episode in the teaser for next week is crazy. They go to the Shaw Chalet. It's like Whitney's there, and me, I think Meredith is there as well, uh, or or Heather. I don't remember. And Jen Shaw is like throwing and splashing water at people, at the producers, at the camera. She is just like, wow. I hate her so much. We need to use the 25th Amendment on her. Anyways, that's what happened in The Real Housewives. It started off kind of mellow, like I don't think I missed too much, and then I jump in, and all of a sudden, just boom, it goes nuts. So I want to mention that I am drinking. Um, uh, what I am currently drinking is a kind of a fun holiday um, mashup like they used to do in Glee. Uh, so I'm drinking from this cool pint glass that my sister got me. Uh, it's like Chicago Marathon uh, like stenciled or engraved or something onto the cup. So that's pretty neat. And then inside the contents, it's just, it's not too exciting. It's carbonated water and uh, lemon juice and an ice cube, but it's carbonated water from my soda stream that Rachel got for me for Christmas. So a super fun mashup. Yes, I, I'm back to drinking. Um, and, you know, occasionally in the future, we'll, we'll get some podcasts where Quinn has had a few before he starts recording. But it's like Saturday at 3.30 p.m. And for me, it's like I'm just at home. There are some times when it's nice just hanging out, you know, on a weekend where it's like, yeah, let me let me have a drink or two to, like, get that buzz going. But then I'm also like, well, I'm just going to get really sleepy. We got dinner reservations tonight. We got a date night going on. So it's like, you know what, let's just uh, let's just play it cool okay um let's i I tease this long enough let's get into our uh, power rankings here so as a reminder if you forgot when we mentioned it 10 minutes ago excuse me we are power ranking the 14 nfl playoff cities and the rankings themselves have nothing to do with their nfl teams it's solely on the cities and uh sort of my my uh 
either assumptions, preconceived notions, or my actual experiences there. Um, I did not. I did not do the math on this before I got here. Let's see. So there's 14 cities. I'm counting how many I've. I've. I have not visited. Um, one. Two. Okay, two of the 14 I've not been to, um, and uh, I don't have anything. I, I have some pretty harsh thoughts about one of them. I, I have nothing bad or really good to say about the other one. Um, so let's, here's the 14 cities in no particular order. In fact, the order I'm giving you is literally just the order of the games that are happening today. There are uh, this weekend. There's six games, 12 teams, and then I also, there's two teams with a bye, and I just threw them in at the end. So we'll, we'll, uh, here's the list of 14, then we'll start at the bottom with number 14. Uh, in no particular order, we have Buffalo, New York, Indianapolis, uh, Seattle, L.A., Washington, D.C., Tampa, Baltimore, Nashville, Chicago, New Orleans, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Green Bay, and Kansas City. So there's your 14. One more time, uh, Buffalo, Indianapolis, Seattle, L.A., Washington, D.C., Tampa, Baltimore, Nashville, Chicago, New Orleans, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Green Bay, and Kansas City. Uh, if you want to take your bets now on uh, who's going to be number one, who's going to be 14, anyone who knows me, I think... Not even well, but has like ever had a conversation with me before, probably knows what 1 in 14 um, already are. There are no surprises, uh, close friends or family members, if you're listening to this, you can probably, you should know what number one is. It's not not hard, and you, you probably know what 14 is already, because it is just, uh, it's a running joke, and it also sucks. Um, but we're going to go through the bottom seven from worst to not as bad, and then we'll take our break to read our ads, and then we'll finish up with our top seven. So if that sounds good, and if you want, you can email your predictions to beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's beantown, B-E-A-N podcast at yahoo.com. In its fourth year, still an active email address. It's largely spam. Occasionally, I'll use it to sign up for, you know, free things online. I will say this. Last thing I promise before we jump into number 14. I got a a piece of mail. Um, it was from some sort of, like, tax firm or business or something, a local place. And my, it wasn't addressed to me. It wasn't addressed to anyone. Just where, like, the postage stamp normally would be. There's some sort of prepaid option with USPS where you can send it to literally every address. I don't know how that works. I never heard of something like that before, but I think we should do it with our our Father Quinn ordained minister business cards. Maybe a business card and a button, okay? That's how you spread the word. Um, Number 14 on our list. um, I don't remember if we actually recorded here or not, or I don't think we did. Uh, But this city is just the armpit of God's green earth, Cleveland, Ohio. It is a, and I I know there's like a running joke, and in general, Cleveland gets a lot of hate. And I'll I'll be honest, up until the point I physically went to Cleveland for the first time, which was in like, I don't know, September or October of of 2019, um, I I mean, I had been kind of around it before, but I never like spent time in the city. Um, I, you know, I just had all the, assumptions, preconceived notions, whatever. So I went, I spent a couple of days there and it's, it's just, it's crap, man. Um, there's uh, public transportation, you know, as large as buses and stuff. And 
you know, uh, I mean, I'm not going to put that on Cleveland. That's American public transportation in general. Um, but then you just have a downtown that is like, looks like it was a big thing 50 years ago. And now it kind of feels like a ghost town. The dining there, in my experience, not good. And then you, it's right the Midwest City, Great Lakes City. So you're on beautiful Lake Erie. And and st- you you know you come to Chicago, it's like yeah you got your beaches, you got your lakefront path. You go up to Cleveland, nope, it's just like industrial lakefront. There is no like nice beach space. It's just it's depressing. It's cold. Um, everything about it is just who would ever want to go to Cleveland? There's I don't if there are any listeners out here who have a redeeming quality they'd like me to share on the air i would happily do so because i i'm not even kidding you i'm trying to think like is there anything about cleveland where i'm like oh but this is kind of nice cost of living's probably low i don't know their economy runs on lebron james he doesn't even play for them it's just uh the indians just traded away francisco lindor and carlos carrasco they have the longest World Series drought of any team. So, Cleveland, you suck. That was number 14. Number 13, uh, I've never been. And I almost went in June for work, and I'm glad I didn't. Because going to this place between the months of March and November sounds like hell. Uh, or any time of the year. New Orleans, Louisiana. Louisiana, um, I haven't gotten around to my ultimate top 50 states power rankings yet. We're going to do that when we go to Hawaii because that's my last state to visit. But Louisiana is in my bottom five. And New Orleans just really takes the cake. You have this city that is like below sea level, but it's also like next to the sea. You can have a you can you can be below sea level if you're like in Nebraska or something where there's not sea around you. Um, but it, when you're next to the sea, why would you go below sea level? The coffins are above ground. If that's not spooky, then I don't know what is. Um, people are just very drunk in downtown all the time. And there's you either are dealing with hurricanic activity or flooding. And I mean, who really likes swamps? Okay, I mean, it's just like there's nothing good about a swamp, and that whole place is a swamp. And then it's not like you have cool, fun beaches down there because it's just swamps and marshes even though you're like on the ocean more or less it's just like gross the one redeeming thing that new orleans has is kind of like the cool cajun culture cajun style uh james carville right that guy freaked me out as a kid um so you got some some great cooking right who doesn't love some good old new orleans jambalaya but the real kicker here that takes the cake and I said I, I wasn't going to be ranking them by their sports teams, but you can't separate New Orleans from its football team. The goddamn Saints cheating sons of bitches. I will never in my life, there will never be a team 
playing against the Saints where I'd be like, oh, well, normally I'd root against the Saints, but in this instance, it doesn't matter. It is a zero-tolerance policy. Even once Peyton leaves, even once Drew Brees leaves, I tell you what, man, there were a couple times this year where Fox put Jonathan Vilma as the color guy um, on Vikings broadcasts, and that is just like... That is a kick in the nuts. You're going to take a guy who was found guilty of trying to injure other players 10 years ago and now be like, now call the games for that team. Ooh, just let's move on, okay? So we had Cleveland 14, New Orleans 13. This one's going to be an unpopular. In fact, the next two are going to be unpopular opinions because I view them as like the same cities but just on opposite sides of the Mississippi. Um, So let's just do them together. 12 and 11 are Nashville and L.A. respectively. Um, Starting with, with, with Nashville, it was probably really cool 50 years ago when it was like Johnny Cash, old school country music, now, Nashville is so overcrowded, overpopulated. There's not really any public transportation to speak of. Um, Predators fans, super annoying. And it has just become so gilded, glitzy, glamorous. It just like basically Las Vegas or Hollywood, but in the East now. It's the bachelorette party capital of the world. People just go dance on the bar tops. Um, it is super expensive. Traffic is so bad, and it's just like who who would want who would want that? Okay, I bet living in the suburbs of of Nashville might be kind of nice. But why would you want that when you have Memphis, three hours to the west, Gibson's Donuts, Mississippi River, way better than the Cumberland, and Blues is way better than. You know, sexy 21st century Dwayne Country. What's that guy's name from American Idol? Um, Scotty McCreary. <laughs> Things like this. I can't even go that low. Um, so that's Nashville and its little partner in crime on the West Coast, Los Angeles. Los Angeles is like if an eating disorder was the second largest city in a country. It is just... Yeah, I know there's a lot going on there, tons and tons of opportunity, but it's just just like this desert wasteland where it never rains and everyone is like their Instagram version of themselves and it's all about influencers and sexy beach pics and, you know, is Malibu by Los Angeles? I don't know. There are a whole bunch of Southern California city names, Newport Beach, Long Beach. Are these places that are by Los Angeles? I don't know. I actually don't think Long Beach is, but I don't remember. Santa Monica Pier. It is fun to play Grand Theft Auto V and just absolutely wreck shit because that's what I want to do in real life. Um, But, yeah, Nashville and Los Angeles, plenty of redeeming things about them, unlike Cleveland. Um But they're coming in at 12 and 11 on our list. Okay, we got three more to go before our break. Now we're starting to get into uh, murkier waters. And I'll say these next three cities are not cities that I hate by any means. Um, And there are a lot of things about all three of them that I really like. But we're now just starting to get into, like, okay, now we're getting to cities that I actually like. So uh, number 10, the OG 
near and dear to the history of this show, Baltimore, Maryland. Um, I was thinking about The Wire a lot on my run this morning, ran a half marathon, and uh, how I definitely want to rewatch it again. It's going to happen sometime. It's my favorite show of all time. I've only ever seen it once. Um, but I want to get Rachel to watch it with me because I think she would really like it. But it's a tor- sort of thing where it's such a long, big investment where I want to wait until after we move in with each other so that we can watch with more efficiency. Because if we tried to do it right now, we'd get like one episode, two episodes in a week. And The Wire is, what, 10 episodes per season? So you got like 50 total in their hour, their full hour, they're action-packed. Um, so that's just, it, it would take a really long time. We want to do, or I want us to do The Wire and Breaking Bad because she hasn't seen that one either. She started it, but didn't finish it. Anyways, back to Baltimore. It is underrated. Most people just know Baltimore for the stereotypes and all of those exist. They're all true. Um, there are some good things about it. There's some really cool culture, really cool history, Definitely some uh, some solid food, some beer, all that fun stuff. Um, but man, the whole city was just kind of like, I don't really know how to describe this. Um, depressed, I guess. I don't want to say depressing, but it was just like there wasn't a lot of like positive, high energy um, when you're in the city. And then when you go outside of the city, Baltimore County or, or Montgomery County, wherever you would go. Um, or whatever Ellicott City, whatever county that is. I think that's Montgomery County. It's all of a sudden you go from like depressed, hardcore urban, inner city lifestyle out to like super bougie rich white. Like the amount of gentrification that exists between the city and the surrounding counties. I don't know if there's another city like that in the in in the country. I mean, Detroit probably is like that, but I don't know enough about Detroit suburbs, but just insane. So, um, I could, you know, I've, I've spent a ton of time on this show talking about Baltimore. Um, we could do a whole month long series just on it. So I'm not going to, um, my feelings have been, I think made pretty clear in Baltimore in the past. Uh, number nine, just down the beltway, Washington, DC, which could be controversial for some people, um, here's here's my very quick hot take on DC. It's got all the you know history, the culture, the cool government stuff. You know the the tourist attractions. Um, you know the walkability of it, solid subway system, uh, great food. It's got all those things going for it. Here are the big knocks against it, in my opinion. It is expensive as hell. That's not even an opinion. That's just true. Um, it is so densely packed, the city itself and the surrounding counties are too. So traffic, I said that very strangely, traffic is absurd. In fact, the whole I-95 corridor, I don't wish to ever live on again in my life. It just takes forever to get anywhere. And then Washington, D.C. is just like low-key, casually a swamp as well. You don't get the actual like, you're not going to walk around Washington, D.C. and be like, oh, this is a swamp. There's an alligator, like New Orleans or something. But it's just the heat and humidity. Those summers, my God, unbearable. I don't think a lot of people who have spent you know, time out there understand it. Same with Baltimore. Those summers, God awful. The wind disappears, I swear, from about 
June to September, and you are just left sweating all the time. I mean, yeah, it gets hot in the Midwest, definitely. But especially here in Chicago, you got Lake Michigan, like just cool off a little bit. Out there, hot and smelly and sticky. Woof. Um, D.C., I love spending a day there. I would never want to live there. Last one before our break here. Um, Number eight is uh, one where I've been, but I feel like I've never really been. I want to go and have somebody who knows the city well take me around. And it's a shame because it's a city that, you know, super close to, three hour, three and a half, uh, four hour drive from here. Um, And it's a big city. There's a lot going on, a lot lot that it's got going for it. But I don't know it as well as I should. And so I kind of had to put it in the middle here. Indianapolis, the uh, besides Papa's, probably the saving grace of the state of Indiana, um, people I know who, you know, live there or spend time there really like it. I think there's a lot of good stuff going for it. I think it's extremely white. Um, so it's kind of got that knock against it. Not that whiteness is bad, but just a little lacking in diversity. Um, but I think there's really good food there. You have easy access to Papa's just bop up, uh, I 65 there grab it it's a 90 minute drive less if there's no traffic because people will fly down i-65 um but yeah indianapolis i wish i could say more about it i really need to spend a little bit more time there with someone who knows the city well enough to be able to take me around um but yeah that that's indianapolis so that's the first seven out of 14 again in order from worst to not as bad we went cleveland new orleans nashville los angeles Baltimore, Washington, D.C., then Indianapolis. So we've got our top seven coming up after the ad read here. Let me sip a little bit of my lemon water. Starting to go a little hoarse. Not aided by the fact that I've got the winter permachap going right now. Never fun. Um, let's, let's get started with our old friends out there uh, in the Pacific Northwest. And thanks again to my dad, Steve Furness, for coming on our show two weeks ago for our Christmas special and doing our snack cake taste test. That was a really fun episode. What I appreciated most about it um, was that, you know, we got the YouTube stream going and we had, you know, we had grandparents uh, commenting. We had uh, my dad, literally dad's college friends commenting. It was, it was just a fun time, a fun little, you know, holiday activity, something we could do. So yeah, it was a good time. And thanks to dad for coming on. And here's his company, Home Pride Oregon. Are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth? All because you could not find a reliable home inspector in time. Well, Oregon listeners, I got good news for you. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon is Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider with inspection services, including things like heating and cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate angle hold on the home inspection market and you want a safe, certified home inspector that you can trust, you have to call Steve at 541-410-0316 or you could just visit homeprideoregon.com. Again, folks, that's 541-410-0316 or visit homeprideoregon.com. Home Pride Oregon inspection perfection. I want to give a shout out to the Samsung Q2U series, and here's why. This is the start of our fourth year 
of the Bean Town podcast. And oftentimes we, you know, I, I'll mention how I've never missed a week on this show, and that's true. This is, you know, whatever the math comes out to, our 159th, 160th something consecutive week of recording a show. But what oftentimes goes under uh, or, or overlooked, if you will, is that the Samson Q2U series has been the one holding down the fort the whole time. Uh, it has been with us from beginning to the end. There's only been, you know, one or two episodes, I think, ever where we didn't use the Samson Q2U series. And that was, you know, trying out some different stuff. But um, yeah, Samson, I know. You haven't responded to my emails yet. Would love to get an official partnership going. Uh, Much like what I have with uh, this fine product I'm going to talk about um, in just one second here after the cuts by Q ad read here. So let me pull that up and then we will jump into that. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to, I apologize for the last 30 seconds. I'm trying to send a text message. And do the podcast at the same time, which for some people I'm sure is easy to say something and type something different simultaneously. But for me, it is tricky. Okay, text has been sent. Just finalizing dinner plans. Uh, Bob and Weave, we all know the hairstyle and we all love it. But how many Chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter Cuts by Q. It's like Enter Sandman, only different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving Chicago, Cook County, Chicagoland area, and Northwest Indiana. From beehives to bangs, faux hawks to flat tops, and everything in between, you got to call Cuts by Q at 815-298-7200. If the line is busy, keep trying. Uh, again, that's 2972, uh, 815 2800 or you can email cuts by Q uh, at yahoo.com. Again, that's cuts, Q U T Z, by Q at Okay, sing it with us right out loud here. Oh, when you need a fresh do, something snappy and new, just call the experts at cuts by Q. Cuts by Q. That was kind of uh, out of tune. We should get uh, auto-tune for the Cuts by Q jingle. I think that could be fun. Maybe we could do like the, the freecreditreport.com commercial jingle where we have like a band contest. I, I knew we, we went to school with a family whose oldest son was in one of the bands that was in the, the free credit report.com, like final four bands before they, they chose a band that, you know, did all those commercials and stuff. Crazy stuff. That that's pretty much my claim to fame <laughs> at this stage in my life, 25 years in. So write that down. Uh, friends of the show. I want to mention and if you, you're friends with me on Facebook or Instagram, uh, at D, you, you probably already saw this. We are, uh, for the month of January, we are in a paid partnership with a fun new brand, Everlasting Comfort. And they make bath pillows that are to die for. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you put it sort of at the back of the bath so that you can lie down, rest, and relax your head. Great for sipping wine, reading a book, listen to that Fifty Shades of Grey audiobook, whatever you want to do. It's going to be 
great comfort, uh, everlasting comfort, bath, tub, bath, pillow, you can now go to the website www.everlastingcomfort.net and use discount code Q.QueenD for 20% off your first order. Um, you're going to want that bath pillow. It's uh, I tried it out myself. I, I don't really have room in my tub for baths, but I, I sort of tried it out myself, and uh, it's very comfortable. I might take it on planes. I might take it uh, to the opera. Basically, I'm never going to be uncomfortable again. Thank you, Everlasting Comfort. And uh, I remember, you can use my discount code Q.QueenD, 20% off your first order. All right, a little bit more sip here, and then we are going to chug ahead. Um, I think that the, the the top seven the, or the, the back half of this group, the more sort of the better cities, if you will, I think we'll be able to move through them a little bit quicker, and here's why. I like to rant, and I like to rave, and you can do a whole lot more ranting and raving about Cleveland than you can about Chicago, if you will. So let's dig in. Um, <clears throat> let's see. We had Cleveland, New Orleans in order. Cleveland, New Orleans, Nashville, L.A., Baltimore, D.C., and Indianapolis. So we've got our top seven here. Six of the seven are cities that I have been to, and I'd say all of these, all of the ones that I've been to, except for maybe one of them. I feel like I know pretty well. Um, So number seven, this was a tough one just in general to sort of know how to rank because I like the city. I don't think I love it. There's nothing about it that I hate. There's nothing about it that I think is fantastic. It's got, got plenty of pros, plenty of cons. Seattle, Washington. Seahawks fans are pretty annoying. But beyond that, Seattle... A lot of good stuff going, right? Great coffee, Starbucks out there. Uh, unlimited death cab for cutie. In fact, you could just literally see Ben Gibbard running around the neighborhoods, which would be pretty cool to be able to see. Um, you have instant access to a ton of great nature, great hiking, uh, Mount Rainier, Mount St. Helens, Mount, uh, Mount Adams. And then you go west, <clears throat> Olympic National Park, Never been myself, but it looks really cool. And then, you know, Vancouver, Great Poutine, just right up the way there. Uh, It's on the ocean, so some good boating stuff. So it's got plenty of good stuff going for it. But because it's on the ocean, it's also kind of fishy. You ever go down to Pike Place? Not Not my kind of smell, Tim. And then I know the the stereotype is that it rains all the time, and it's Kind of a stereotype, but kind of true as well. It's just a little like gloomy. People are very chill. People are very laid back, um, which I appreciate because that's my vibe. But I also really like my sun. Like today, it was sunny in Chicago. And even though it was 25 degrees out, like, hell yeah, that sun was awesome. And, you know, just kind of feeling that radiance. You don't, you don't get that as much out of Seattle. So it's a fine city. And I could see myself living there one day. I don't, like, intentionally want to. But if the position opens itself up, like, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Um, <clears throat> so that's how I feel about Seattle. Number six is a city that I've only been to once, and it was a very long time ago. And I don't know it super well. But it is in a state where literally everything else is crap. So I think this really lifts up its own rankings. Tampa, Florida. 
Home of Tom Brady and the Bucks. <clears throat> Tampa, I went once, and it has been uh, anthologized in Beantown lore in our year one Father's Day song when we wrote about <laughs> Pops getting food poisoning from Bob Evans down there in Tampa. Um, we went to a Rays game, Tropicana, the Dome. Uh, here's the thing about Tampa. <clears throat> the rest of Florida, no matter where you go, Panhandle speaks for itself. Jacksonville, large suburban sprawl, humidity. Miami you, is like L.A. kind of, but other side of the country. And then Orlando, I mean, the tourist trap that is Orlando. Don't get me started. So you got Tampa. It's just kind of like chilling, hanging out, not really doing anything. It's like if you, it's like the the oldest, like Meredith and Seth on Real Housewives of, of Salt Lake, they have three kids. There's Brooks, who we talk about plenty. Then there's another daughter who is on like one or two episodes. And then there's a third son who has never made an appearance as far as I know. That's kind of what Tampa is like. Not necessarily anything about it that's overwhelmingly fantastic, but just kind of hanging out, staying back, not doing anything wrong. Great weather. It's not quite as swampy. You got the fun beaches, but you got the much less pretentious Caribbean side versus the Atlantic side. You don't quite have like the white trash of the Panhandle or Daytona Beach. It's just kind of like, it just kind of like avoids making a big mistake if you will. And that's Tampa, Florida. Don't go to the Bob Evans, please. That was number six. Number five, this was probably probably the toughest one for me to rank. So it's one of the two cities I've never been to. Um, and I don't know a lot about it. I have spent some, some time in upstate New York. So Buffalo, New York is number five. And Buffalo is interesting because it's kind of like a Midwestern city. I mean, it's, it's on the great, it's in the you know Great Lakes area. Sure, it's in New York, but it's the Way other end of the state, um, it get, you know it's kind of got that midwestern weather, tons and tons of snow. Almost feels you know Buffalo feels like it could be like where Duluth is or something, right? Other end of the Great Lakes. So that's why I'm kind of you know giving it an extra couple bumps because along with our next city, it's just kind of it's it's one of the smaller cities on our list here, and one of the smaller cities with an NFL team in general. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll say right now that, that Green Bay, Wisconsin is coming in at number four. Now, the cities are, are, are different. Um, Green Bay is tiny. Um, it's just crazy how small Green Bay is. And it's not just small in population. The like, city itself feels very small and like sleepy Midwestern community, too. Um, but, you know, they, they've just got like wholesome, real, down-to-earth people. Um, you get, you know, brutal winters, but really nice Great Lakes summers as well. Buffalo, you got that easy access to Toronto. You want to go up there anytime you want. Check out Niagara Falls. It's all right there for you. Green Bay is tough to love. Tough for me to put it in number four, right? Because Packers, Cheeseheads, whatever. But they're not bad people. They're just not Vikings fans, right? So Buffalo at number five. Green Bay at number four. Never been to Buffalo. Have been to Green Bay. Um, that's where the uh, the Dairy Lab is the spooky dairy lab. I think we talked about that when we went to Door County this past summer. Um, but they're number five and number four, respectively, which brings us to our, our final three. And we are staying in the Midwest for all three of them. Uh, and you probably already know what number one is. Number three is uh, maybe a surprise in terms of how high I ranked it. Number three is Kansas City. 
I didn't know much about Kansas City before I went uh, a little less than two years ago. And I actually, uh, I accepted the current job I have right now while I was in Kansas City. Good omen, I don't know. What I found about Kansas City was that it's like your classic blue-collar, old-school kind of industrial town. But much like what number two on our list is going to be, super good job of revitalization on the you know Missouri River, you know, beautiful, nice paths and stuff, nice, nice riverfront, a lot of great culture downtown. And then the food really is, is, uh, boosting Kansas city quite a bit. Kansas city barbecue, delicious, a little, uh, you know, not, I, I think not as quite as good as like Memphis, but you know, still very good. And it's just not really a pretentious city. And you go outside of it, you know, east to Missouri, west to Kansas, you know, you're going to be cornfields, Trump supporters, all that fun stuff. But Kansas City itself, just kind of relaxed, good beer, good people, great city. I don't have anything negative to say about Kansas City. Um, and it's kind of similarly, and, and honestly, the only reason I'm putting number two above number three is just because number two is a little bit better, um, like nature access. Uh, Pittsburgh, PA extremely underrated city. And I, I'll be honest, I find the majority of their sports teams and sports fans to be irritating, right? Uh, Pirates, I don't really care about, but the Steelers, Penguins, um, and I don't know a ton about Pittsburgh Panthers or their fans, but um, beautiful, beautiful nature. Nestled western edge of the Alleghenies, a lot of good colors, all four seasons, Hardworking people like Kansas City, kind of a reinvented, rejuvenated, uh, you know, 20th century blue collar town. A lot of good stuff going for it. Downtown reminds me a lot of like uh, my hometown growing up, downtown Rockford. You got the Three Rivers, beautiful sports stadiums. uh, Just like, again, not pretentious, which is something I really appreciate. You know, the exact opposite of L.A., Nashville, New Orleans, etc. New Orleans isn't as pretentious. Nashville and L.A., for sure. Um, it's just kind of chilling there, and I love it. You want to go up to Punxsutawney, Gobbler's Knob for the festivities in a couple weeks here? Boom, you can do it. Um, Close to Cleveland, million times better. Pittsburgh, PA, uh, which brings us to our very last city. It should be no surprise, and I don't really need to, I think, elaborate too much on it. Chicago, Illinois, out of these 14 cities, it is just the perfect blend of big city opportunities while not being crazy expensive like our East Coast neighbors. I'm just giving you my DePaul law pitch now, but just like, it's got the neighborhoods, the public transportation, and my relatively biased opinion is as good as it gets in the U.S. Um, all things considered, I mean, all the fun things to do, not only downtown, but all over the city. And then the lakefront access, the great running pass, like the people are kind. Great city. Great, great city. Um, so there you had it. <clears throat> or there you have it. That was our power rankings of... The uh, 14 NFL playoffs teams, playoff teams, from worst to first, we had Cleveland, then New Orleans, then Nashville, Los Angeles, Baltimore, Washington, D.C., Indianapolis, Seattle, Tampa, Buffalo, Green Bay, 
Kansas City, Pittsburgh, and Chicago. If you are uh, or if you were surprised or want to disagree with any of those rankings, shoot us an email, beantownpodcastyahoo.com. Again, it's beantown, B-E-A-N-T-O-N-Podcastyahoo.com, or tweet at us. Uh, the show's Twitter is beantowncast. My Twitter is at uh, whitebuns. And unlike Trump, I have not yet been banned from Twitter. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah, those are the easiest ways to get in contact with us. I thought it would be nice to start off the year with a fun little power rankings episode those are typically some of the more popular ones and i think moving forward you know we'll we'll get some trivia going we'll get some guest interviews going we got we got a lot of good stuff lined up for year four of the podcast i'll say this if you came in and you were thinking new year new me year four like looking for a 180 on the format from beantown i don't think so you know my show's not perfect but it's me okay and that's what's most important. I'm going to stick to my guns. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for listening as we get into year four. Um, it's never too early to start thinking about Pledge Drive Month, which is coming up in just, what, three weeks here? Three-plus weeks it starts. Um, and uh, that's that's exciting. we got some fun new uh, donor tiers, incentives. we got some some great charity uh, matching you know, bonuses and stuff that we're going to be rolling out. So we got a lot of fun stuff coming up. Uh, year four here uh, at the, the start of year four. So let, don't let me take any more, any more of your time. Already been 54 minutes. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for uh, sticking with us and welcome to year four of Quinn David Furness presents the Bean Tom podcast. I hope everyone is having a safe, happy and healthy start to your 2021 year. Only one more week and a half to 45 is officially out and uh that's what i got for you so let's get the music lined up everyone stay safe stay sane go bills and i'll check in on you next time peace bye